Hi, and welcome to the 1414 Project Podcast. This is April, and we're on episode four. I'm sorry. No, we're not. It's episode five. Wow. Five episodes already, man. God God is good. I always um, rely on him to provide the material and just experiences from my life, and he has been um, so faithful to do that. So when I was younger, I actually got the lead part in a play, and it was, oh my gosh, I don't even remember the name of it. This was back when I was 16, and ironically enough, I had just gone with my best friend at the time, Rebecca, to support her in, in her um, uh, auditioning for this part, and just for kicks and giggles, the director says, why don't you come up here and just read some lines, too? Well, I read some lines and um, got a call back from the casting director, and he wanted to cast me in the lead role. And that was kind of odd because I had just gone to support my friend, but she was really supportive about me taking the role. So I did. And it was for a small town production called Pick You On Stage. This was a place where the community would come together, they would do theater, and then it would run for like two or three nights. Well, we would practice for months. Months went by when we would practice our lines and we would rehearse them. And I had to play a girl in a wheelchair. And so I had to learn how to navigate in a wheelchair and I had to learn how to navigate around the stage in a wheelchair. And I mean, it was difficult, but I did it. And I had to uh, just make sure that I was on cue and all of that. Well, couple of nights before opening night, we went and we had dress rehearsal. So this was, you were going to get dressed, you were going to perform, and you were going to read your line, you were going to read your lines unscripted. You had to know them, you have rehearsed them, you have learned your lines, and now you're ha- about to have to perform as if you actually are delivering to an audience. So everything had led up to this, every, every rehearsal, every line, every script, every moment, months of practice had led up to this moment. And then you would have the big night where you would have to to deliver your lines. And just like I had to practice to deliver those lines and practice in dress rehearsal for the big for the big night so that I would know my lines, I would know my place, and I would know exactly what I was supposed to do. The same is for reading the Word of God and learning the promises through His Word and what He has for you and what He says about you and what He says about our lives because things are going to happen in our lives sometimes so unexpectedly And you're going to have to be able to rehearse his goodness. You're going to have to be able to rehearse what you've learned through his word, what you've learned through relationshiping with him. And I found myself in that same position this past Monday where life happened so hard and so fast and it just knocked the wind out of me. And in that moment, I had to remember God's goodness Remember what I have learned and rehearse it. My husband and I came back. I know 
in a couple podcasts ago, I shared about how we went to Vegas, woo, for our 20-year wedding anniversary. And I just remember when we were in Vegas, I was thinking, man, if we're going to catch COVID-19, we're going to catch it here because this place is a freaking cesspool, man. I mean, just so many people, airplanes, hopping, you know, taxis, rental cars, everything, touching so many door handles, so many railings, so many people. And uh, so we got back from Vegas on the 1st of July. We uh, packed bags and went straight to Lake Charles to spend the 4th of July weekend with family. And then we left to come home on July 5th. And July 5th came and my husband, I woke up that morning. He wasn't feeling that great. And uh, by the time we were headed home, um, he was just burning up with fever. I was like, hey, pull over, let me drive. That way you can get some rest. And he's like, no, 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 I'm okay. And you have to know my husband. My husband is like tough as nails, never gets sick. The man has worked outdoors his whole life. So he has built up antibodies and immunity. And he is just like my rock. Like he doesn't ever get sick. And when he does get sick, he just doesn't complain. And not much can take him down. This man works out. He is strong as an ox. And his immune system is really, really strong. Well, he just was very sick. Like he just didn't feel good at all. He was running fever. Um, and then that next, I don't know, the next few days, the fever got up to like 102, but he started feeling better. He started feeling better. And then, um, come that next Monday, which was this past Monday, which was the 12th, um, he had just woke up that morning and, um, I actually got up and I went in the living room and he was sitting in on the chair in the living room. And I was like, Oh, you got rained out. And he was like, no, April, I feel so bad. I called out. This is probably a week after he first started having symptoms. And I knew if he called out of work that he was really sick because Corey just does not miss work. He is not late. He is just so militant when it comes to his schedule and his job. He is faithful and very loyal. And if you know Corey, you know that he just does not miss work. And so he called out that day. And I just could tell he just wasn't feeling that great. I'd made him breakfast. I'd taken his temperature. Um, I had given him some medicine. And then I went in back to my office, left him in the recliner, went back to my office. And uh, I heard him, what sounded like screaming, which I know now was just loud moaning from the living room. And I went in there and he was having a seizure. Uh, I... I don't even know. The Holy Spirit took over. I don't know how I stayed so calm. I don't know how I stayed so strong, but I did. I did. I stayed strong for my husband. I stayed strong for my children. I was able to give direction clearly um, without uh, without going in a tailspin, which was just not the same person I was six months ago. Um, I, I could have never delivered um, the 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 directions and the way my spirit handled everything. It was so the Lord. And so we rush him, um, and it call an ambulance, rush him to the emergency room. Um, they start chasing the seizure there. Can't figure out what's going on. He's not running fever when he gets there. Um, a million things are running through my head. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out everything that's going on in the last week. And they're asking me questions and I'm just trying to answer them. And they end up having to do all kinds of things, a spinal tap, a tick panel, COVID testing, everything you can imagine. And just, he ended up having a seizure again and they couldn't stop it. And they had to heavily medicate him. And I just, uh, I had to leave the room. And at one point I just sat in the hallway and I cried and I cried and I cried 
and I would get it together because I didn't want him to see me upset and I would get it together and then I'd go back in there and I was able to stay strong and I remember the day that the moment that I had to leave him in the hospital Monday night that was the most helpless feeling I had ever felt it was so hard to watch the man who has been my rock be so vulnerable and so susceptible in that moment and him have to completely rely on the doctors and the nurses and I just guys I left the hospital and I got in my car and I cried and I cried and I cried out to the Lord and I had to begin to rehearse the Lord's goodness in that moment. I had to begin to repeat the scriptures, everything that I had been learning, all of my, all of the scripture and all of the moments of God's goodness throughout scripture and throughout my life and everything that he had done leading up to this moment, I had to begin to rehearse it. I remember driving down the road with my worship music blasting and yelling to the top of my lungs, God, you said that you were an ever-present help in time of trouble. Your word said that you would not leave me and you would not forsake me. God, your word said that you will take all things and turn them to the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose. God, your word said that you will set a table in the midst of my enemies and that you will fellowship here with me. Tears running down my face. I was rehearsing everything that I had learned up until this moment because it was the opening night. I had to know what God's word said. I had to know my lines. I had to remind my enemy exactly who was in control. I had friends report to me later on that had spoken to me in that moment when Corey was seizing and we were waiting for the, I know it sounds crazy, you talk to somebody during that time, but one of my close, close best friends used to be a charge nurse for 20 years. She had heard, she heard what was happening because at the moment that Corey started seizing, I was on the phone with a coworker. I didn't have a chance to hang up the phone. I just hollered out, Corey's having a seizure. I have to go. And she stayed on the line. And she called 911 for me and she heard everything that was going on. And she told my other friend who was an e who used to be a charge nurse of the ER who works with us now. And she called me and she was on the phone with me and she was like, April, are you okay? Is he okay? And I'm like, yes, he's fine. I don't even remember everything that happened. I just remember that she told me later on, you are not the same person you were a year ago. A year ago, I would have had to have thrown my clothes on, drove straight to Picayune, and coached you through this. But you handled it with such grace. You handled that moment with such strength that I didn't even know who that person was. That is because God changed my life six months ago when I laid down the pills and I surrendered to him. And I said, God, I give you my life. I trust you with my family. I trust you with my marriage. I trust you with my everything. And I began to spend time in his word. And I began to trust him fully like I had never done before. 
That was the only reason I was able to stand in his goodness and his mercy and remember his promises. And instead of rehearsing all of the bad things that were happening in that moment, which I would have been justified to do because it was happening, I began to trust the Lord. And I woke up Tuesday morning after I had to leave my husband at the hospital. I woke up Tuesday morning and I got to talk to him when he wasn't heavily medicated. And I got to hear his voice and sweet peace rushed over me like nothing before, nothing I'd ever felt before. I knew that he was going to be okay. And then I was told that he was being moved from ICU on Wednesday to a regular room. And I was told that the nurse over him's name was faith. That sweet little wink, that sweet little whisper from the Lord that said, April, it's going to be okay. You just got to trust me. You just got to have faith because I could do nothing in that moment, but leave him in the hands of the Lord and to remember what the Lord had showed me. You see, about three years ago, the Lord gave me a vision. It wasn't a dream. It was a vision as clear as real life. And it was of me and Corey standing on our front porch. And there were several couples, men and women, all throughout our yard, standing facing us. And the Lord showed me in that vision, I'm going to use you and Corey to minister to couples. So when I was sitting next to him in that hospital bed, when he was heavily sedated, I looked at him and I looked up at the Lord and I said, you showed me, you showed me that you were going to use us for your kingdom. This isn't over, God. His life isn't over. His purpose isn't over. Our purpose isn't over. God, I'm trusting you with everything. For this man will walk out of this hospital unscathed. I'm trusting you, Lord, that even though it hurts, you are doing something good in this moment. Dress rehearsal. You guys, we got to be ready for those moments when life just kicks us in the stomach. What are you rehearsing today? Are you rehearsing all of the bad things that you've been through? Are you rehearsing all of the good things that God has done? What are you standing on? What What does your life say about your faith? Are you studying his word? Are you spending time in scripture? Are you really learning what... His game plan says about you and your life. We all are going to have to face the crowd one day. The curtain's going to pull back and we're going to have to say what we've been practicing. And what will your life, what will your words say about it? What will your words say about your faith?